this. So what's your praise? Jerry. Now better than, better than what it looked like, so the praise Lord. Good, good. I was slow all week, too. <laughs> Go ahead. I want to praise the Lord for this church and for bringing me down here to his church. I got to spend uh, yesterday talking with my sisters and the in-laws side of the family, and you don't realize how blessed we are to be positioned here at this church with all the sound doctrine and everything that goes along with it. It's truly a blessing. I felt that way for a long time. Still do. You know, I was in this church for a few years before I was a pastor. Everything wasn't the way it is now. But the Lord managed to pull it all together and get some things fixed, make some corrections. And uh, we've held on to some truth that's uh, not real popular with everybody, but <coughs> still truth. Amen. I did not sign on as a, to be popular. No. <laughs> well, in that case, Pastor, you succeeded. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I reckon I have succeeded in certain areas. So, what's your praise? Who else? Christine. So we traveled to and from Inez yesterday. Um, Inez. Mm -hmm. Inez is like near Victoria. Oh, 20 minutes okay. from Victoria. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was a little rainy here and there. I thought we were going to have this for a birthday party. Um, and we thought it was going to get rained out. It didn't. Uh, Josh got pulled over and praise the Lord. We didn't get a ticket. Even though it was speeding. And I should have got a ticket. I was speeding for absolutely no reason yeah. at all. So just a heavy foot. Just heavy foot? Just heavy foot. Yep. Speed for no reason. So no praise reason. the Lord. That that <laughs> had grace on me or had showed me mercy and allowed me not to get a ticket. Six counties away. <laughs> I, I was blessed like that the last time I got pulled over. <laughs> me too, and I never, I used to always get taken. James is like, make fun of me all the time. He's like, what do you do, like, to these cops? You're a pretty girl, you should not get a ticket. <laughs> yeah, no, I always got one. But nope, the last one. So. Yeah. She said, I like your vibe. He's a young cop. I was like, okay. Was like, like your vibe? I like your vibe. It was this young girl cop. Yeah, I was like, okay, thank you. Cool. No tickets. I mean, I'm They were like, don't be moving, bouncing around, just sit still, and Caleb's in the back seat going. There were roads out there. <laughs> and the car goes to leave, and she goes. <laughs> 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 she's so, she didn't know what was going to happen. You know, you always hear all these, like, terrifying stories about some people, and Josh is like, no, this is what we do, and Caleb's like, do you get a ticket? Didn't get a shot this time. Nope. Oh, <laughs> All right. Cool. Who else? Praises. Carrie. Well, my week wasn't slow. Oh, I, I mean, it wasn't super busy, but I had a couple jobs, learned a few things, and trouble shooting. Well, I've been working on a project, and uh, it came together and got it done. Both generators were running and, and operating in tandem, and 
the power goes out, it won't go out. You're done. Yeah, I'm not quite through with a couple of touches I want to put on my project back there, but it's it's worked out pretty good. Who else? Praises. Clarissa. Want to praise the Lord? I got a lot done yesterday. Uh, like I've been working on trying to like declutter and organize, and so yeah, that was fun. And then uh, I also want to praise the Lord that um, like Calista. I, I'm just so impressed with her and like how I praise the Lord for his involvement in her life and she had the boldness to step out and be uncomfortable and share the gospel with her father. I mean, you can't really ask for more than that from your adult children. And uh, hopefully he heard, he heard her. Amen. And Jerry? I had some, I've been having some computer trouble lately, and I, I think I got it lined out yesterday, although it did take a good part of the day. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got it. Praise the Lord for it. Yeah, all that wonderful time that the computers save us, yeah. all it takes is one hiccup, and it'll get it all back. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I also want to praise the Lord. My mom called me with an emergency, or her fridge went out, and God just set it up to where there was a person less than five minutes away from me selling their garage fridge for 50 bucks and I was able to by myself get it hooked up strapped down delivered to my mom's cleaned out and she was able to save all her food so I just thank him for like making it all happen because there's no way I could have yeah. done that and had it you know Wonder Woman and her truck. Yeah, I have my truck, and I have a neighbor who's handy with straps. Yeah. It all worked out. Pretty cool. Yeah. Anybody else? Some people are showing their love by not showing up. I don't know how that's working, but. Well, good idea. Josh, go ahead. All praise the Lord for giving such great kids. That obey and listen to me because I know I didn't do that as a kid, so they ain't getting it from me. Yesterday they were playing with guns, and uh, I, I don't let like my kids guns. pretend guns. <laughs> but I don't like my kids pointing any guns at anybody. And so they were shooting Lane with this little soft pellet BB thing, whatever it was, like squishy. They were shooting him with it. He had a gun too, and every time he get hit, he'd cock it, shoot it over there, away from him. Away from him. But he never once pointed back at him. And I just want to praise the Lord that he gave me kids that listen to obey. That's cool. Yeah. That's we, very cool. we don't do that at our house. <laughs> he said, I really wanted to shoot them back, but I did not. And I was like, well, <laughs> I'm so glad that you did not pick me. Yeah. All right, Matthew 14. If you have a praise and you remember, you can just speak up. This is the account in Matthew of what we've been studying in John chapter 6, the feeding of the 5,000. Matthew puts this in a, bit, a little bit different time frame that we realize that this took place right after John the Baptist was murdered by Herod, after he had uh, been beheaded. I just thought we'd, we'd go back and read this timeline and kind of get a little picture of what's going on. It says, At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard of the fame of Jesus and said unto his servants, 
This is John the Baptist. He is risen from the dead, and therefore mighty works do show forth themselves in him. For Herod had laid hold upon John and bound him and put him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother Philip's wife. And John said unto him, It is not lawful for thee to have her. And when he would have put him to death, he feared the multitude because they counted him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday was kept, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod. Whereupon he promised with an oath to give her whatsoever she would ask. And she, being therefore instructed of her mother, said, Give me here John Baptist's head in a charger. And the king was sorry, nevertheless, for the oath's sake, uh, and them which sat with him at meat, he commanded it to be given her. And he sat, and he sent and beheaded John in a prison. And his head was brought in a charger and given to the damsel, and she brought it to her mother. And his disciples came and took up the body and buried it and went and told Jesus. When Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. And when people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away, that they may go into the villages and buy themselves victuals. That's one of those words that looks like it's ought to be pronounced one way, but isn't. You thought it was just rednecks that called them vittles, but that's the way it's really pronounced. But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart, give ye them to eat. But they said unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. And he said, Bring them hither to me. Now what's he talking about? Fish and loaves or people? Fish and loaves. Fish and loaves. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishers and looking up to heaven, he blessed and break and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled and they took up the fragments that remained, 12 baskets full. And they that had eaten were about 5,000 men beside women and children. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. Do you think that you would uh, cry out like a little girl? Fellas, what do you think? What is the fourth watch? Of the fourth watch. Uh there's nine twelve, one three, three six. Yeah. About three in the morning, three, three between three and six in the morning. Uh, but straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. 
Now, the part we're going to read now is the part that's not in John's account. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. Justin Wednesday was talking about the use of the word soteria, which is translated to save or to rescue and talking about how the word was used in many different ways. What kind of salvation is Peter asking for? Of his life? Yeah, don't, help me not drown. <laughs> and uh, immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Now, since this wasn't in John's account, we didn't discuss this or, or talk about it much. What do you think about uh, the Lord's reprimand of Peter and where Peter stands in all this? He had enough faith to step out on the water. He did, yeah. he did have a little faith anyway, huh? Yeah. Petra, was, was Peter's, what, Peter's fear, is that what the, what the lack of faith was? Is that how it was manifest? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was walking on water, and then he wasn't. He and then he saw the waves. He took his eyes and off the, and the wind. A lot of preachers have said when he took his eyes off Jesus yeah. and looked at the waves instead of the Lord. And we can do that. So yeah, yeah. I guess there's there are a few things that the scriptures talk about having having a little of. You know anymore? A little of. A little of. Paul said that bodily exercise profiteth a little. Oh. <laughs> and somebody said, well, every little bit helps. <laughs> Did you notice that the Lord said he had too little faith, obviously, but he's the only one that got out of the boat. Yeah. None of the others did. And I'm... Uh, I'm I'm kind of with the ones in the boat, you know. This is kind of like to me, kind of like jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. <laughs> you notice he doesn't praise him for getting out of the boat. Yeah, he's going to deal with with you. Peter said, "Lord, if it's if it's you, bid me come to thee on the water." And Jesus said, "Come." Mm -hmm. So if you ask for something, you're like, "Well, let me come break it." I like asking for patience. I mean, this is this is like a big adventure for Peter here. Sometimes big adventures turn scary in the middle of them. Yeah. Have you ever been in really really dangerous water, rough water? If you haven't, it shows good sense. But <laughs> but really rough water is no lightweight issue. No, it's tough. It's it's a big deal when you're in the middle of it. There's no place to go grab. Everything is moving and the water is it's coming after you. <laughs> it's been I've been in a couple of serious spots out there with rough water and wind. 
And when, uh, and this is the same account, they're in the same place. This is this is Sea of Galilee or Gennesaret. And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. And when they were gone over, they came into the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into all that country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. John, his account differs from Matthew's account. And all the Gospels are, are like this. There will be some things in one account of the same event that are not in the other accounts. And sometimes we'll, people, will, people will look at that saying that there's a mistake or that there's something left out or things of that nature. Criticisms of God's Word, whether the accuracy is there. How do you feel about that? If you interview two people, they're going to both have a different account of what happened. Bob, what do you think? I think it's pretty much like a crime scene. You got witnesses, but everybody sees something different. They're fixated on certain things that draw them. Yeah. Josh? They, even though they differ, though, they're still saying the same thing. Yeah. Kind of like right here in John, in John, it says that immediately they were there. And here it says when they went across. It doesn't mean that it took longer for them to get across. It just means that when they had made it, regardless of when. So it sounds like it's different, but really it's the same. Talk about them questioning him, like uh, like he does in John. Like they're questioning him, like, oh well, show us a miracle then. Yeah. So was it the new people that were questioning Jesus, or was it the people who had seen the, him be the five thousand? Uh, I think it was the ones that had seen him with the five thousand. Okay. Of course, there were people coming all the time. The word multitude isn't all that precise. It's just a whole bunch of them. Yeah. 5,000 plus, in this account, it states that the women and kids were there as well. I don't think the other one does. It says that there were 5,000 men. All right, I just wanted to take you to that. We're going to go on to chapter 7 today. It says that after these things, uh, Jesus walked in Galilee, for he would not walk in Jewry because the Jews sought to kill him. Galilee is that whole area up there at the top where it says West Bank, everything north of that is Galilee. Everything with Jesus at this point is, is about timing. Was Jesus afraid to go to Judea? It says that he wouldn't, wouldn't go there because the Jews were planning his death to murder him. He had faced that before and simply walked through the crowd like they weren't there. This account in chapter 7 is something that seems strange to me. 
it says, Now the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. Where is that going to take place? In Jerusalem. Jerusalem. It's going to be in Jerusalem, which is Jewry, which is Judea. His brethren therefore said unto him, The brethren. We know who, are the, who the disciples are. Who are the brethren? Brothers? Yeah. It, it's going to name them here. His family. His br literal blood brothers. The uh, children of Joseph and Mary. Now, I don't know if Jesus was red-headed, but he would have been a stereotypical red-headed stepchild in that family. His brethren therefore said unto him, Depart hence and go into Judea, that thy disciples also may see the works that thou doest. For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he himself seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. For neither did his brethren believe in him. Then Jesus said unto them, My time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me, hates me because I testify of it, that the works thereof are evil. Go ye up unto this feast. I go not up yet unto this feast, for my time is not yet full come. When he had said these words unto them, he abode still in Galilee. But when his brethren were gone up, then went he also up to the feast, not openly, but as it were in secret. Then the Jews sought him at the feast and said, Where is he? And there was much murmuring among the people concerning him, for some said, He is a good man. Others said, Nay, but he deceives the people. Howbeit no man spake openly of him for fear of the Jews. Now about the midst of the feast, middle of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught. And the Jews marveled, saying, How knoweth this man letters, having never learned? They didn't understand how Peter could preach and all the things he did because he was what? An ignorant fisherman. An ignorant fisherman. They didn't say he's stupid. Ignorance and stupidity are not the same thing. And so here they are, the people are at odds with each other. They don't know who to believe. And Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. He that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory, but he that seeketh his glory that sent him, the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. Did not Moses give you the law, and yet none of you keepeth the law? Why go ye about to kill me? The people answered and said, Thou hast a devil. Who goeth about to kill thee? They sound like politicians, don't they? politicians. <laughs> Jesus answered and said unto them, I have done one work, and you, you all marvel. Moses therefore gave you circumcision, not because it is of Moses, but of the fathers. Where did circumcision come from? 
Abraham was perfect. Abraham. Yeah. Abraham was the covenant guy on that. Now here's, this is interesting. That the law of Moses should not be broken. Are you angry at me because I have made a man every, uh, I have made a man every whit whole on the Sabbath day? You circumcise babies on Sabbath day because it's the law. It's the eighth day. And I heal a man on the Sabbath day. Yet you want to kill me because I'm breaking the law. He had a word for them for this. It's not in this text. But he told them to their face what they were. You hypocrites. <laughs> Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. Then some of them uh, of Jerusalem said, some of them of Jerusalem, is this not this he whom they seek to kill? The people know that they were trying to kill him. They knew. But lo, he speaketh boldly, and they say nothing unto him. Do the rulers know that this is the very Christ? Howbeit we know this man whence he is, but when Christ cometh, no man knoweth whence he is. What's word whence? What's that mean? Where? From where? They don't know from where he came. All right. All the, the storm has passed, and they have escaped the tornado up north in the church up there. Praise the Lord. Yeah. We didn't pray just to hear ourselves talk. Amen. Yeah. Do the rulers know indeed that this is the very Christ? Howbeit we know this man whence he is. But when Christ cometh, no man knoweth whence he is. Do you know where he's from? Yes. Yeah. Then cried Jesus in the temple as he taught, saying, You both know me, and you know whence I am, from where I am. And I am not come of myself, but he that sent me is true, whom you know not. But I know him, for I am from him, and he hath sent me. Then they sought to take him, but no man laid hands on him, because his hour was not yet come. All about timing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And many of the people believed on him and said, When Christ cometh, will he do more miracles than these which this man hath done? The people murmured such things concerning him, and the Pharisees and the chief priests sent officers to take him. Then said Jesus unto them, Yet a little while am I with you, and then I go unto him that sent me. You shall seek me, and shall not find me. And where I am, thither you cannot come. Then said the Jews among themselves, Whither will he go, that we shall not find him? Will he go into the dispersed among the Gentiles and teach the Gentiles? What manner of saying is this, that he said, Ye shall seek me and shall not find me, and where I am, thither you cannot come. Where is he going that they can't come? Back to the Father. Amen. In the last day, that great day of the beast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. 
He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Many of the people, therefore, when they had heard this saying, said, Of a truth, this is the prophet. Others said, This is the Christ. But some said, Shall Christ come out of Galilee? Hath not the scripture said that Christ cometh of the seed of David out of the town of Bethlehem where David was? So there was a division among the people because of him. So why, did, why don't they know? I don't know why they don't know. They should have. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it was quiet. The shepherds came after the heaven was filled. You suppose the shepherds were the only ones who saw those angels? It's pretty hard to imagine that nobody else heard about this except the few shepherds. And well, if they did, the shepherds sure told them about it. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a division among the people because of him, and some of them would have taken him, but no man laid hands on him. Then came the officers to the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said unto them, Why have you not brought him? The officers answered, Never man spake like this man. Then answered them and the Pharisees, Are you also deceived? Have any of the rulers or of the, of the Pharisees believed on him? But this people who knoweth not the law are cursed. Nicodemus saith unto them, now here's Nicodemus, back in the company of these Jews. He's the one that came to Jesus by night. He's also the one who will be there with Joseph of Arimathea when they take down his body and put him in the tomb. Doth our law judge any man before it hear him and know what he doeth? They answered and said unto him, Art thou also of Galilee? Search! And look, for out of Galilee ariseth no prophet. And every man went to his own house. They were right about that, weren't they? They didn't have all the information. What did you notice most as we read chapter 7? We read the whole thing. What caught your attention? Just Pharisees, doesn't matter how much is shown to them. They're never going to see. No, they don't see their own hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is a pretty common occurrence. Not just then. Yeah. But do you think it's pretty common now? Oh, yeah. Is it common amongst us? Yeah. Why call you me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? Okay. What does hypocrisy in a church look like? You ever seen it? Oh yeah. People that come to church and they're one person at church and then at home there's something totally different. They're going to, you know, going, going to bars and going to, you know, living in the world of lives. Yeah, yeah just coming here on Sunday and pretending to be something else. What about preachers that preach that you have to live it, but they can't live it themselves? Mm -hmm. 
or preachers that don't even believe what they preach. <laughs> Doing stuff that's not right and saying that they don't. That's a total You ever been to a legalistic church? Well, good thing we're out of time because that's a conversation that really won't, nobody will enjoy it. You can easily creep up on you, you know, because we want to do things according to the Bible, but that's kind of what these Pharisees were trying to do then. They were trying to go exactly according to, you know, oh, he's supposed to be from here and questioning all these things instead of having faith and, and following. There's a serious difference between being legalistic and adhering to sound doctrine. And it can get confusing sometimes. Maybe that'll be a good discussion for next week. <laughs>